When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome into the Sarcastic Remark Studios. That's Chris. This is James. I'm Ryan. And uh, we're not really doing any kind of real episode today. We're just kind of like, kind of messing around, taking some mailbag questions today. And uh, Chris is very, very involved in our Who Cares segment for today. So lots of research. It's, yeah. it's a good Well, what, a good like a whole three minutes? <laughs> uh, at least. <laughs> I resent that statement. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, guys, uh, we did, we did just want to say Merry Christmas, uh, from our family to yours. We figured we'd go ahead and do this before our mom does her little Christmas party at six. Um, as you can see, James was very involved in the, uh, ambiance of our studio today. Uh, it's kind of hard to see, but I swear that is a fire it's on a the TV. Yolog. It's a Yolog. And then we've got, you know, all sorts of stuff right here. You know, you got the little Yoda hat. Yeah, is that a clock? It's a clock. Oh, I didn't even realize it was a clock. Yeah, I thought it was right. just a Yoda. Lego It's a Yoda, Yoda clock. So. An alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you know even uh even R2D2 R2 here is getting a little festive for uh for Christmas as well. So I should push that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh we're gonna answer uh some questions uh that we got from you guys on Twitter and also from some other places. And uh, we'll get into those in just a second. Um, but guys, if you were Jim Nell and Rick Bonus, what would you want your Christmas present to be for the Dallas Stars? What would? And, and I gave them no, I gave them no time to to plan for this whatsoever. So they had no idea I was pulling this up. So if you were Jim Nell, Rick Bonus, what would you want as a Christmas present for the Dallas Stars? Chris, you go first. Uh, 
one of two things. We we have the pessimistic answer and the optimistic answer. Okay, we'll do pessimistic first. First pessimistic. Uh, we hope that Ben and Sagan's contracts disappear. <laughs> that is the first Christmas present. <laughs> the second more optimistic one is that Ben and Sagan start playing better. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty quick. So e- either way, yeah, those two. I mean, we saw last game, it started looking decent. Yeah, so it did, it did. It did. But who knows what will happen after they haven't played hockey at all for a week. So who knows? Yes. And by the way, the, that still is on. Uh, they're, I mean, it hasn't changed. So it's still the 27th starting Monday when they're supposed to start the season again. So well, there's a lot of pundits that are saying that, you know, it might, might, might not start then. There's a lot of people that are saying it's going to take longer. I hope that's not the case. I think it's really going to start All the other sports leagues, they've already set the precedent of like just going. Like the NFL is not even testing people who don't have symptoms anymore. Right. If, if they're, they're just vaccinated. Ace, right. Exactly. The NBA is just saying season's not stopping. They're going to keep rolling. You know, I was, so. I was thinking about that actually. Cause I honestly thought, you know, you know, for the NBA, it's a lot easier cause they've only got, they only have to have five players on the court, you know, per thing, you know, hockey is a lot different. You have to have four times that yeah. basically. Um, and then, uh, it, it, again, it's different for football too. Cause you can, I mean, they have way more players uh, that are available uh, to play than hockey does. But um, so I really don't expect that the season's going to be yeah. any more. Because all the leagues follow the precedent. And you saw that uh, March 2020 is pretty much everyone was just waiting. They were like, well, who's going to be the first to stop yeah, the exactly, season? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then once the NBA did it, then everyone just followed suit. Yeah, pretty much. So I just hope it's not that way for, uh, the, the, you know, that we're out for five months again. Because that was no fun whatsoever. Anyways, James. Uh, James, do you want to get into that? Um, get into what? <laughs> get into uh, what? Uh, a good pres- good yeah. Christmas present? Good Christmas present From and pessimistic stars? present. I have no clue. <laughs> you have no clue. No. Chris kind of like, that. that's kind of everyone's dream right now. It's just Finn and Sagan just magically start doing better. But... Uh, Here's here's my Christmas present for the stars. Is they win. Wow. There you go. That's a very thoughtful See, present. See, as simple Ryan. as that. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, you hear that? What? Did you hear that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I said that the the Christmas present that the that bonus and uh Neil want is that they want the stars to win. Oh, man. You thought about <laughs> that one for a while, huh? That's impressive. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a good answer. I know. I'm, I'm perfect, right? Thoughtful. That was great. It, it it took me a whole two seconds to think about that. And it really did. About how much time you gave us? Hmm? What? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Okay. Anyways, guys. Um. So let's go ahead and get into some of these questions because we actually had quite a few. I, I threw this up on Twitter, and then I had a I had a couple of people actually, uh, you know, DM me with their questions because they didn't. I guess they didn't want to. Want it to be put up on tw- on Twitter, I guess, as we'll a post or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so, and, and most of these are Dallas Stars related, but some of them are not. Uh, but let's go ahead and just start with this one. And, and I'm literally just going in random order in whatever order I got these in. So it's not like I have a specific order. Um, uh, this is from uh, Gib Portwood on Twitter. Uh, it's at Q underscore S O L N S. That's a very That's interesting catchy username. I know. I, I don't know how to catch up with that. How good are the stars in three years? 
three years. In three years, not next year, not two years. In three years. So that's this is at like the end of the suitor's contract, is what you kind of think of when you think of in three years. <laughs> I didn't think that at all. <laughs> but it's a good. How much longer are Ben and Sagan on for? There's about Ben's three years, I think. Here, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up because that matters. Sagan is five, I think. I feel like I should know this. I think Sagan is five more. <laughs> it's like the one thing that I probably shouldn't know. Well, when people sign such long contracts, I'm just like, okay, just they're, 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 they're they're on the team. <laughs> well, well, I mean, speaking of long contracts, you know, uh, Ryan Suter, that contract he signed with Minnesota, you know how long that contract was for? It was 12 years, wasn't it? It was 12 or 13 years. It was something, something stupid. And then they made that illegal. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Now the yeah. maximum is eight. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still looking at that. My phone's going slow. Gosh, you take yep. so long. Well, okay. well go, answer the question. I'll look it up while you're answering the question. Uh, I'm I'm much less optimistic about three years from now than I am for right now, right now. Because I think Pavelski's gone. I don't think you're going to have someone to fill the role that Pavelski had unless Yurianov steps up or one of the older guys starts playing better. Like, Sagan might be playing well again by then, but... Oh, excuse me. That's kind of when he's already on his decline in three years. Like these next three years is like the end of his, of what we would call the prime, which sucks that he's had the injuries he's had. Um, But with, with, with the, the big three playing the way that they are right now, I'm not encouraged that they'll be any better. The mediocre three. Yeah. The mediocre. Th- <laughs> I like that. <laughs> But I think we'll be bad. <laughs> I think yeah. we're gonna we're just gonna be waiting until those contracts end, and Rope will be good. Robertson will be good. Ottinger will be good. Haskin will be good, and that'll be kind of our team. We'll be kind of on the bubble for playoffs, but out of it for the most part. Uh, so not very optimistic. Hopefully, there's more scoring and a different coach. <laughs> I definitely see a new coach coming in the future. Oh yeah, I definitely see that. Uh, that he, for sure is coming. He could fill out his contract, but there's no way it's further than two years, right? I don't think there's a chance. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got this season and next season. Is that right? I think technically that's his contract, but I, maybe it's not three years. No, I, know I think that he for signed sure. a two year after yeah. the bubble. Yeah, he signed two. So year last year counted as one of his yeah, years. Counted as years. So this is his last year. I think so. I don't know what years yeah, are right it. now. But yeah, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> this whole COVID thing. This didn't we play a whole season in one year? <laughs> I don't know. I felt like it, but uh, no, we did. We did. We did. It was called the 2021 season. <laughs> it didn't even start until January. Oh my goodness. Um. Anyways. Uh. Bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> All that summed up into one thing. Bad. So hopefully not. Hope oh, I agree. It, that, I think we'll be fun because we'll still have those young guys. Yeah, but and we're not going to be dumpsters. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to do Arizona Coyotes things. I don't think. So that's encouraging. We don't have to watch terrible hockey. We'll still have something to watch. But what do you think? You're about the same. Yeah, I'm about the same. I mean, what what probably will happen the most is probably a lot less defensive hockey from what we've seen. Because generally, when you get a younger team or you start like you start trying to rebuild, you get more of a, like a faster team, kind of like how Ottawa has Blackhawks. Yeah. Blackhawks have right now. And the Detroit Red too. Yeah. Do they have, the, there's, there's an argument for them to have the top three. Yeah. It's Calder crazy. trophy finalists. That's hilarious. They're, they're I've never heard of that. <laughs> uh, it's obviously it's a uh, Lucas Raymond. He was the forward Marit Sider, who's the defenseman. And then Alex Nedeljkovic, who, even though he was a finalist last year for the Calder, 
somehow he still qualifies this year. So they could have all three. <laughs> Dalkovich is so good. I know he really. Is. I still don't know how they got how they got him from uh, Carolina. But anyways, um, so I, I mean, a lot of questions popped into my head when y'all were talking about this, but I don't think we're gonna get worse. I think we're just going to be a bubble team for the whole time. Well, that's what I said, low bubble team. So I guess that's where we are so, right now. And, we're not in the playoffs. Right, so. in, in and out. And, you know, th- that leads me to ask this question, too. Is that the right way to do things if you want a Stanley Cup? Well, right now, obviously, what we're doing is we're waiting. Well, currently, we're hoping that Ben and Sagan can actually be a part of this team. Because so far this season, they really haven't been. Uh, and nobody's going to take their contract unless we take some money, you know, retain some of it. If we did trade them, which I don't the think only that's way Ben happen. and Sagan, the only way their contracts are gone is if we buy them out. <laughs> so we don't even need to think about Ben and Sagan being gone. We need to think about lasting their contracts through, probably, because mm. I don't think buying them out is a great decision either. Um, but right now we're hoping that they can actually play. But in three years, it's just going to be just grinding it out because they're not. Get, they're definitely not going to be any good by then and we shouldn't be expecting them to be good because they'll be older saying could still be producing and should be but ben is older than him and he would be well on the decline by then well and i mean ben is is if he's a if we ask him to be a third line center i think that's perfect for but him he, right now but we're playing nine and a half million dollars that's for the problem center. right <laughs> exactly but it, but if you have some of these young guys step in like we've had you know robertson doesn't even make a million dollars but but we we could be good, but it would be in spite of them. Right. <laughs> It'd be in spite of two would, nine million dollar right, contracts. Right. And so exactly. And that's not likely. So we shouldn't expect that. <laughs> um. So, I mean, I. You know, you, you talked about that you don't want to watch bad hockey and everything. You don't want to watch the stars lose every game. But when you look at all these championship teams, the teams that have won multiple cups, multiple years, they've had long droughts of really bad times for their for their franchise right okay tampa bay tampa bay was not very good for a long period of time between their cup and 04 and then the two cups they've had recently mm-hmm. when you look at chicago before they had the kane taves duncan keith brent seabrook Corey Cro- i can name all those guys off because of how good that team was they won three cups in six years or something like that the reason why they were able to do that is because they had terrible hockey they they sucked they got high draft picks, and then they were able to grab those players, and they became their franchise cornerstones. We don't really, I mean, as much as I love Rope Hintz and Jason Robertson and, you know, Jake Ottinger and, you know, those three guys, Mira Heiskin is the only one that I see that has, quote-unquote, superstar quality. Disagree, 100%. And, but, and, okay, so... Mira's the only Mira's the only one I see. Who who would you who would you put I think in that Rope, category? Robertson, and Ottinger can all be superstars in the league. Really easily, yeah. Okay, especially can... if you've seen yeah. Robertson didn't play in the beginning of the season. No one remembers that. Yeah, and he is leading the team in. Is it goals? It's not goals. I think it's. Is it is it points? Is it's, it's he's not points. In some he, points. He, he's Pavelski top three points. in everything else. He's, he's like top three in assists and and points. And he's played ten games. Was yeah, he it? Played ten. Games. The first ten he, games. He, he's six, averaging a point per game. Right yeah, now. he's a, he's a point per game player. Actually, right a little. Over. And it's quiet. Like he's not doing flashy stuff. He's just playing. Well, that's that's how this just that's who he is. He's not the Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah. He's he's not the one that's gonna dangle and make crazy plays like Trevor Zegras either. He just he's in the right spot at the right time, puts the buck away, or he makes a really good pass or whatever. So the but I still just don't see 
I mean, do you see a Jonathan Taves and a Patrick Kane? And can you, can you compare those two players to our top two players right now, which would be the Rope Hans and the everything. Jason Robertson? Those two guys with Pavelski are doing all of the scoring. They're the only reason why we even were in the running for the playoff yeah. spot at the beginning of the season because uh, we had those guys. They said it's like 42% of our goals are from those three players. It's 42% of the points. Points, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely carrying us and I think they're good enough to be superstars, especially if the system changes system yeah. uh, and it becomes more offensive. Who knows what they could do? Well, yeah, but I mean, if those three guys work, work really well in bonuses system, but then they don't work well in, let's say, uh, if you can produce offense in a system like this, you're going to produce offense in a more offensive system. Yeah. You think, yeah, I don't think there's any way you could not. I mean, you would at least do the same. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I, I can I can get behind that logic. I, I still don't agree with it, but I can get I can understand it. Um. Okay. So I looked up the contracts. So Ben's contract runs out in twenty five twenty six. So that's another four years, including this year. And then Sagan is all the way to twenty seven twenty eight. Mm-hmm. And he's at $9.85 million. Mm-hmm. So that's 19, $19.5 million, basically, mm-hmm. uh, that's being spent on those two guys. And that's 24% of the cap. So basically, a quarter of the cap are going to those two players. And they're Who basically doing the third line player. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, and man, that's longer than I thought. Maybe a buyout is an option. Because <laughs> <laughs> if they keep putting up the points that they do now for the next two years, well, like two years straight. The the only problem that's with that's really a buyout so, option there. So let's say you buy out Tyler Sagan's contract. If like, you buy out Tyler right Sagan, now. you buy out Jamie Ben. Well, if you buy out con- Tyler Sagan's contract right now, that means that for the next twelve years, you would be paying a player who's not even on your team. You wouldn't be paying him nine and a half, though. You would be paying him at least four and a half plus more. There's a certain that, way that, but that if it you works. do I don't both of those, works, you at least give yourself it, but, room to sign another. But nine, it's still, but it's still one nine million dollar player that's actually producing points. Yeah, but the the thing is, is you can that just like cripples your team, though. I mean, and, and if you really need a player like that, then just throw him. I don't know, throw him on waivers or something. Let someone else take him. And then he's not on uh, no movement clause. Yeah, you can't put him on waivers. No oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Never mind. Yeah, that's why. That's, so, yeah, that's that's the whole problem. You live by the no <laughs> movement. You die by the no movement. He, yeah, he's gotten man. a lot of players by using that clause, but man, he's handicapped himself. Yeah, and, no. and those guys that have no movement clauses: Esselindel, Ryan Suter, uh, Roddick Foxa, Radulov. He'll be gone this next year, anyways. Pavelski. He'll be. He'll probably be gone. Maybe. I would say it's more likely we keep him just based off of the last two years. And then obviously Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan have no movement clauses. So Um, anyways, that was one of the questions we had, but we got several more. So let's get to some other ones we got here. Um, So this is from Lane 51 at Nathan underscore Lane 51. He says, which player do you wish was a part of the stars team? So I'm assuming Who's not on the stars now? now? Maybe past pre or present? No, let's do present. You just want to do present? Okay. Let's do present. Let's just okay. So just so let's just say current players in the NHL right now that you wish was a Dallas star. And let's make it creative. Okay. We all know we would say McDavid and Matthews. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pick those guys. Right. Find a better reason. Vasilevsky. It's gonna take me a little bit. (laughs) Okay. 
Ryan, go ahead. Me first? Yeah. Okay. All right. I kind of already told you all mine, but one of my favorite players who is not in a Dallas Stars jersey right now is actually a member of the Calgary Flames, and he's having a monster season for them. And no, I'm not talking about Blake Coleman. Sorry, Stars fans. But I'm actually talking about uh, Andrew Mangiapane. I love the dude. He's so much fun to watch. He's so much fun to uh, just just watch him make creative plays. He's he's not as super creative as, you know, the McDavid's of the world, the Leon Dreisaitl's and stuff like that. But the other thing is, is that he's on the smaller end and he's creative with the puck. And he, he reminds me a lot of Antoine Roussel and Alexander Radulov and that he gives 100% in effort on every single shift. You, you never you never see him not working hard. So he, that's one guy that I would love to see on the Dallas Stars. And it's it's I know this is silly, but it seems like each time that I go and play uh, franchise mode on any of the NHL EA Sports games, I always have to trade for him. He's just like one of those players that I just I have to have him on my team because he's because he's one of my favorite players. So that's my answer. I'm going to say either Seth Jones or Blake Coleman. Just because of Texas? I want a Texas yeah. guy to play here. I mean, we have a couple in the league now, and that's awesome. We just need to bring one, and he'll just be the ambassador for hockey all throughout Texas. He'll be beloved. We'll give him a 13-year contract, and we'll never go wrong. You can't give him a 13-year contract <laughs> anymore. We can dream, right? I just think it would be awesome. An eight-plus five-year contract. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just write it that way. say anything about that. But yeah, I think that'd be so cool to have a Texas guy. And those guys are all are both great. I mean, Seth Jones is having a bad start, but well, <laughs> he's still a half good and half. He, he he's 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 doing really well offensively, but the defensive side of his yeah. game is 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 struggling this season. Yes, that is true. Yeah, you can th- you think of somebody? Honestly, no. But uh, can you I, think of any, I, anybody in the think, past? I can think of a player that I like watching kind of okay that's fine go for it so adam fox from oh that's a good one yeah. i like I that's kind of mcdavid level though i mean i mean not really <laughs> he, 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 he i know he's a norris season, winner but... i know he's a norris winner and everything but not re- many people talk about him compared to like oh kill mccord yeah. i know what you're talking oh, about John. fun to watch yeah that dude is smooth like, like every, yeah. every time we biscuits. play against the rangers i'm always looking for him on the ice yeah, dude, I can't help but see him. Dude, yeah. that new, he's just you know, a buttery biscuit. Speaking of like teams that could do like a that you know quote unquote did a rebuild or whatever, you know that New York Rangers team, you know they sent out that letter to their fan base and said, okay, we're gonna tear everything down, and that's like how you know we got Matt Zuccarello and had that playoff run or whatever. I still wish we had kept Matt Zuccarello. He's one of my favorite players. Too much Anyways, money. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, he, he, I think he signed for like six million for four years, and we would have given him the money, but not the term. I think no. is the deal. Anyways, regardless of, of that, but like well, the Rangers, Suter. I mean, the Rangers went out Great and trade. I mean, they've got like, Kappa. I mean, they've got Capo Caco. Now they've got Lafreniere. They've got Adam Fox. They've got uh, Shosturkin and, and Georgiev. The, both of those guys are still in their like mid to late 20s. So they're still going to be around for a long time. That's a scary team to watch. You know, that's something I would like to, to see the stars do if we don't make the playoffs this season. I just... I don't know how I could do this if we were bad. <laughs> Every game. If we were going to get Every a game. Shane Wright or like the, like the first overall pick, he's he's projected yeah, to be the first uh, overall yeah. pick. Or Connor Bedard. He's he's coming up in the next couple of years. Oh, no, man. Connor, Connor Bedard apparently is supposed to be like the next Sidney Crosby slash a whole Sid, year. Uh, Alex Ovechkin. Just like, I can't imagine being a Coyotes fan. You start the season and you're like, well, this is going to suck. 
Well, I guess I'm a Texas Rangers fan, so I guess I do know <laughs> what it's doing. like. Well, I don't watch. I didn't watch the Texas Rangers yeah. last year, so. Hey, they went out and spent a billion dollars, and then they're not even going to have their season. It looks like. So, I think they signed like what five players or something like they that. Signed a lot. Yeah, they spent a billion. Baseball's weird. I don't. I don't know. It. I don't. I don't get the don't salary get cap. Let me explain. Um, but yeah, James is pointing. <laughs> don't ask me to to explain baseball. I don't get it's it. A glove. Yeah, but anyways, all right. So, all right. So, those are the players that we would have. So, mine was Andrew Mangiapane of Calgary. You said uh, who Seth you, Jones, Seth Blake Jones, Coleman. or Blake Coleman, just because of Texas. And then you said Adam Fox. Adam Fox is a good choice. I, che- I would have picked him pick too. Cheater pick. Fun. I don't know that many people in the league. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? I mean, Adam Fox is kind of underground, and you know, he only won the Norris. Um. All right, so this is uh this is a non hockey question. Uh, what is your favorite bowl game and why? Well, favorite bowl game. Are we talking college like, football? Like favorite like bowl game like year after year or favorite matchup this year? Why don't we do both? Let's say both. Bro, I don't know so any you, of this. So, so you could say, James <laughs> is like, screw this. I don't know this. Whenever I watch Shut football, up, the, t- the team that I cheer for loses. <laughs> Stop watching Aggie games. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why y'all lost to Arkansas. <laughs> You're uninvited from everything. And then, you, and then you go and turn around and beat Alabama. And then who else did you lose yeah, to? Didn't watch Ole Miss? That game. Ole Miss and LSU. Oh, well, and LSU. I kind of watched oh the LSU gosh. game, so I'm sorry. Then we about lost to COVID. Too. I mean, A and M's not going no Gator Bowls, no Gator Bowls. Oh. oh yeah, my favorite bowl, and I am officially biased with this choice. It's the Orange Bowl. Yeah. And if you know A and M football, you know why I picked that. Yep. Because they won the Orange Bowl two years ago. I do not know what you were talking about. They won the Orange Bowl and they did the good and okay. Yeah. So, so what's your favorite college football matchup then? Matchup this year. I'm going to have to look at that. You got to get okay. bowl Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give my favorite bowl game. I, I don't know why I remember this so well, but I do. And it's my, my favorite bowl to watch is actually the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Right? I know that seems, <laughs> it seems funny. funny. I know it's funny, but there was one game a long time ago. It was, I think it was 2008 or 2009. Someone can help me. Uh, later on, and I DM know, me and let me know. Statue of Liberty play, but uh, is it the Boise State game. Yeah, yeah, that Boise State game. That I love. I still go back and watch that game on YouTube sometimes, and it it was just so much fun to watch. I've never had that much fun watching football before, and and the, the Statue of Liberty play at the end. I was just like, that was absolutely fantastic, and the, I mean it. And it wasn't even like it was like two amazingly ranked teams. They were just you know they were well balanced between the two. It was a good, hard-fought game on both sides of the ball, on the offensive side and the defensive side. And ever since that game, you know, I've been kind of inclined to watch uh, the Fiesta Bowl. Now, it's not every year. But, you know, if I see it on, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll click on it and I'll watch it. And most of the time, I'll finish watching the game. So, mine is the Fiesta Bowl. All right, I got kind of a cheater pick again. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's one of the playoff games, but it's for a good reason. Okay, it's Alabama versus Cincinnati. It's the Cotton Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. But it's because Cincinnati is non-power five, and they deserve That's the number cool. four rank. They they scrapped and clawed for it. The CFP put everything against them to not get in, and they got they, in anyways. They stayed undefeated. They won all their games. A lot of other teams lost, so fine. So Cincinnati's in, and I am very interested to see if they're actually good, 
or if non-power five is actually that bad. Yep. Because I don't, they beat Notre Dame in the beginning of the year, who yeah, was very high game. ranked. Yeah. I think Notre Dame was way over ranked. Um, so so I don't, was A&M. No, they weren't. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Yes. No. Yeah, they were. They definitely were. <laughs> they were fifth. Yeah, yeah they say. were fifth. They, they were, were fifth overranked. to start the year. Yeah, we should have, like, like low teens, maybe, is where we <laughs> yeah. should Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's very interesting. Like, Next topic. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, number one in recruiting. Ha. All suck right. it. Okay, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But I'll be very interested to see if Cincinnati is actually good. I don't think they are. I think Bama's going to wipe the floor with them. Really? But I think Georgia's going to win it all. Ah, that's a that's an interesting hot take. So you think it'll be it'll be uh all SEC in the national championship? Yes. Yeah. Alabama and Georgia are head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. Okay. We'll Georgia Michigan game will be close, but Georgia's going to win. That you know, Michigan really interests me. It really does because they I mean, are so. They just hot came out of. I know exactly. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. They they just seem to be uh, like they can't make up their mind if they want to be good or not. And you know, I don't know, but both Michigan teams. Yeah, yeah, they're idiots. Why are y'all looking at me? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I guess we're just <laughs> you know Michigan. That's a state. Can right? you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. It is. That's a good one. Uh, it's a it's a good thing that you know about hockey, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you don't host a college football podcast. Um uh there's a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Brandon, this is a good point. Brandon Perkins here on uh, YouTube. Army Navy game is always good. That's Go always Army. Good. That's always a good game to watch. Yeah. I always watch that game. It always is a good game to watch. And, and, and does it, Army still do the thing where they never pass? Probably. I I thought that was Navy. Navy. One of them. One of them does. One of them runs the ball like ninety five percent of the time. Pretty sure it was Army. Yeah. Well, either way, either way, that is correct. That is a good game to watch. I love watching that game. Um, for me, if you're like thinking a specific, um, you know, matchup to watch, either it's Michigan and Ohio State, or it's Alabama and Auburn. So the Iron Bowl. So one of those two matchups, I love watching those matchups. So, anyways. Yeah, good question. Good question. Who who was that question from again? I forgot. You're the question. Uh, Davis. Know, Davis Dunkelberg. Davis Dunkelberg on, on Twitter. That Thanks, was a good Dunkelberg. question. Okay. Um, here's another question from Gib Portwood. Um, when will DFW actually get to watch Stars games on TV? Answer <laughs> never. And I, I think that's in reference to the fact that you cannot find Valley Sports Southwest anywhere. I mean, I, I watch them. Just got no guy. What's your guy? The guy upstairs. The internet? I'm not saying that. <laughs> it's the man upstairs. All I can say is yo ho. Yo ho, yo well, ho, a pirate's life, life for, for me. me. Well, in all reality, though, what, what, I mean, what is it going to take to get that fixed? It's going to take, take Sinclair going bankrupt. <laughs> you really think that, so? Or, they're, or they start direct streaming it. Which there are. I mean, we've heard things about them, you know, releasing a streaming service just for ballet sports. And I mean, I've heard things upwards of 15 to $25 a month. Is that something that you would pay? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's, it's not like any of us really, I mean, especially our generation now. Well, I, I shouldn't say our generation. Yeah. yeah My generation and your generation. Cause I'm, I'm yes. a lot older than y'all. Yes, uh, you know, nobody, Nobody does satellite TV anymore. Like I, I've never had a satellite TV contract in my life. Not no direct TV or anything like that. It's always been streaming. I mean, we've got 
you know, Disney, Netflix. Uh, what else do we have? ESPN Amazon Plus. Prime, ESPN Plus. Yeah, we've got Hulu, HBO Hulu, Max. HBO no. Max. Yeah, <laughs> no, James. No. So no, only. But um, <laughs> that that is one thing. That that is one thing that uh, the we all have, and we all kind of share each other's accounts or whatever. But um, I, I mean, that would be something to be willing to pay fifteen, twenty five bucks a month for that. So. Um, it, it's unfortunate that they can't figure that out because it, it they really should figure that out for for all the Stars fans. But Hey, hockey fans, this is Ryan here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that will make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp eventually. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 and free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This one is is uh well let's do this one let's do this one okay so this is actually was a a group chat message that i got from somebody um so here's a question chris this is from seth one time uh person who came on the podcast and what are y'all doing what (laughs) don't worry about it bro what's the question (laughs) what's the question why'd you stop why are the stars so inconsistent and why do they play so differently on the road than they do at home? Well, the road and at home thing is, I think it's pretty obvious. So when you're the home team, you get the last change. So that means you get to react to whatever guys they put out on the ice, uh, like on faceoffs and stuff. Um, so when we're on the road, we have one, when we have one line that can score, like we said, 42%. Then they're going to put their best checking line against us, and they're not going to be able to score. But when we're at home, we can actually put them against the matchup that we want, and then we can find ways to score. So I think that's the answer to the to the home and road thing. And I think that is our biggest inconsistency. Because if you look at our record at home, it's very good. We are one of the best teams in the league. And if you look at our record on the road, we are almost Below worse than the Coyotes. 500. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's the big thing, is that we only have one line that can score, and when you're on the road, that is painful. So, and, you know, Matt DeFranks actually put a, an article out about Tyler Sagan because, you know, everyone's been talking about that lately, trying to get him going, is that line of Sagan, Ben, and Garyanov could be the answer for the Stars' depth scoring. And that's not something that we've seen. We haven't seen that from, the like, put those three guys together. We haven't seen that line very much other than the very last game before the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And they did okay. Uh, I thought good. it was a decent second line. Now, and and since we don't have to ask Ben and Sagan to be the first line because we have hence Robertson Pavelski, that allows them to take a little bit of uh, 
pressure off of them and maybe that will help Sagan score. And by the way, that Sagan goal, we already talked about it last episode, but that could get him going. It really could. Yeah. And having Gurionov on that line rather than Radulov, I think makes all the difference too. Because I mean, Gurionov is going to fly up the wing. He's going to be skating all over the ice. Whereas Radulov doesn't, he's not a skater. (laughs) He's a get in the right spot and take a good shot. Right. So when you have someone that quick with the other two guys who are very smart, um, hopefully that is the combination that they need to actually get their feet going and get them shooting. And we saw lots of shots from them last game. So we need to keep that going, of course. Anything else to add to that, James? No. Really? Sounds good. I mean, I don't really know what else to do. I guess that really is the answer. It's just the fact that they get the the line changes they want when they're at home. Yep. I I mean, I really can't think of anything else. I really think that's the biggest. Because the records are like, it's... Well, it's it's either it's either that, or you know us as a crowd, you know the fans that show up for the American Airlines Center is a big difference. But I mean that might be a part of it. But I think you're right in the fact that you get the you get the change you want. In the last playoffs, we had the full buildings finally. That was like the first time we had full buildings was during the playoffs and stuff. And teams were winning road games left and right. So, and that's when the crowds are at the rowdiest. The crowd does not help as much as people think it does. The line change, I think, is super important, especially for a team like Dallas. But I think if we can figure out that depth scoring, that'll help our road record at least get to something respectable. And then and our teams, home record can stay that good. Well, I mean, and all we have to do is if we if we're as good as we are at home, all we have to do is just be five hundred on the road. I mean, it's not like we're asking to go thirteen and three on the road. If you can just get it to five hundred and just win one, lose one, win one, lose one, maybe a little bit more than that, then, I mean, you're easy in the playoffs. Yeah. Easily in the playoffs. You're, you're if probably we second seed in the division if, if we that. keep If we keep the home record the same. Yeah. So let's just keep that the same. But if we stay, fi- if we can find some way to stay 500 for the rest of the season, that would help a ton. Yeah. And I think the answer is the depth scoring. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get into some of this other stuff. Let's see what we got. Um, This one... Yeah, let's do let's do this one. Um, I'm just gonna feel the haters. Uh, this is from hot. Um, <laughs> what? Hot. Hot. As an attractive. Yes, apparently. Okay. Um, personally, I love Jamie Ben as a captain, and I don't think there is a better one in the league. I would disagree with that second part, but the but the first the first part, I think I love Jamie Ben as a captain too. When the inevitable happens and Jamie Ben is no longer captain, who on this roster can take his place if we even have said captain on this roster and why? So is the next captain of the Dallas Stars currently on this roster or is it someone that we can expect in the future? Well, first of all, like we've already discussed, four more years. <laughs> so <laughs> we're fine. At least that. Is, is it going to take a while? Um, beyond that, I don't think it's going to be like a Mike Madonna situation where they take the C away from him and give it to Brendan Morrow. I, I don't see that happening. Well, that's a whole different situation. Right, that was we a different situation. But, um, but I think, especially in today's league, the captain role isn't as much. Uh, it doesn't need to be an enforcer yeah. guy. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be somebody that has to fight. So you could do uh, Rope Hintz, Amiro yeah. Haskinen, I mean, anybody lots, like lots that. of teams. Like, yeah, but don't who even if have you captains anymore? Yeah. There's lots of teams that are just going full alternates, and yeah. it's just there's not one guy. It's well, at, at least for a period of time they'll do that, but they'll normally name a captain. Like I, I mean, 
Like well, you'll have Vegas did captains too. Like Vegas didn't even name a a captain captain in, until I think either this season or the season before, and they've been around for five years now. So for the first two or three years, they didn't name a captain, and then you turn around and you look at like uh, you look at Seattle, and they named Mark Giordano the captain right off the bat. So um, I don't know, um, but I mean you have to pick one person, one person who's the next captain. Haskinen. That's what I would. Like I would to. say Haskinen because oh, he's yeah. just so solid defensively, and then he has the offensive production too, and just if from watching him, he seems to be kind of a even keel kind of guy, yeah. and when he gets mad, people will notice. So he's one of those. He's going to be one of the quiet guys who kind of stays down, but when something needs to be said, and he says it. It's something that you you really you really think about it and you take it to heart. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, it'll be a different leader definitely than what Jamie is. Jamie is. He makes his presence known in games. More whenever. of example than words, mm-hmm. more than anything. He doesn't really exactly. talk much. But and Miro Haskins not going to throw fists or do a take a fight whenever something needs to happen. But he will definitely right. But he points. He'll dangle into the zone, and I think he could be very eloquent with his words as well and speak when something needs to be said, stuff like that. Um, could you make an argument for, you know, maybe Rope Hintz or Jason Robertson for being the next captain? Absolutely. Uh, they're both. I'm not, I'm not sure. It, I think it's too right early now. on Robertson. Yeah. I, right I, I think it's, I it's think way too early, but hence you could, if, it, and I don't necessarily think it has to be the offensive side of the game that has to get even better for Rope Hintz to be that. But I don't know. We just need to see a little bit more from Hints. You know, it, it's it's the opposite in personality. So I pick Haskin because he's more of an even keel guy. Ropey Hints is going to be the opposite. He's going to be the guy that's going to get super high and super low. Right. So if you want to push emotion and have a very emotional team, then I think Ropey Hints is the guy you go for. But Jamie Ben, of course, is an even keel guy as well until something needs to be done. So I think that's more of a captain role in my opinion. So. I still love the last game when he, uh, when, when Hawk and Paul was kind of getting <laughs> into a kerfuffle or whatever. And, you know, yeah, Jimmy Ben's not even in the picture at all, you know, not even in camera view. And then all and he dies <laughs> and, he <did>. and, he <laughs> and he was even asked about it. And he, and he was just like, he just was getting excited. Those were his words. He was getting excited. He wasn't mad. What a madman. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, let's see. Um, this one is actually like a long explanation, but it's, it, it's good. It, it's, it's a good explanation. And then Great. maybe we can answer this question. So, uh, so I'm just going to read it to y'all and, and, and y'all can comment on this. So, and it's mostly about Jim Nill. All right. So Jim Nill gets a lot of praise for the guys he has drafted recently and for good reason. However, does he get a, does he get a bit in his own way and slow the progression promotion of the young guys to the NHL when he continuously yes. signs guys like Raffle, Glendinning, Hansel, yes. uh, Como, etc.? Yes. Instead of getting the coach to start easing those AHL young players into the full-time NHL role versus the current way, which is one or two games here and there, and you have to play lights out to gain the coach's trust. Um, I mean, yes. Robertson, the perfect example, hence the perfect example. Uh, might be something that's 50-50 between nil and bones, but drafting a lot of talent is great when they actually get a fair chance. And that's the that's we talked about this before the season too. We talked about I, we I said I liked Glenn Denning, but I didn't want those guys because I would rather have young guys there who can actually produce offensively. And we both talked about that. We both agreed on that. 
And I think they're exactly right. It's definitely a combination of both of them. Neil doesn't like bringing up young guys before they're ready. And Bones doesn't veterans. like playing them. He didn't, <laughs> I don't even think it's a matter that they don't like him. They just don't trust them. Yeah, well, that that's that's what, what it, it is. is. That's it. it's not that they don't like him because obviously, you know, if you get the if you get the coach's trust, you're gonna be in the lineup. I mean, Robertson and Hens are perfect examples of that. Both of those guys have played lights out. Hens, you know, he came up, he was great, and he fizzled out for a while, and then they threw him back to the AHL for a month or so. He came mm-hmm. back, and he's never been back to the AHL since. And well, the same thing with Robertson. Robertson at the beginning of uh, last season, you know, or was it last? Yeah, it was last season. Last season. I mean, he wasn't even on the roster. Like, I mean, he he was on their little the little taxi squad thing, whatever that they had last season. And then he he comes up, finds some chemistry with our best player, and is able to stay in the lineup and, consistently. And from, that's all of our young guys. I mean, Gurianov had to be the leading goal scorer to solidify his spot on the team. Rope Hints had to, and yet he still gets healthy scratched. Rope Hints had to score goals and put up points and be a great all around center to stay on the team. Robertson had to be a Calder nominee to stay on the team. Haskinen was a third overall pick. He better be on the team. (laughs) (laughs) So you're exactly right. We don't have depth players that are young guys. All of our depth players we trade for. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. We we should have a fourth line of young guys who are dangerous and can score and will learn. Especially we aren't rebuilding, but if we're getting close. Yeah. If we lose Klingberg and Pavelski next year, that's what it's going to be. I can I can see it, and you know, Dad and I were talking about this uh, when we were out Christmas shopping, like every other, you know, older male in the world, because we don't Christmas shop until the day before. But uh, we were talking about that because you know, like this is the perfect time to sell Kleinberg. Yep. Because he's if he's going to leave, it's going to be at the end of the year. I, I don't think I don't it, think he'll leave if he if he's. I think at this again, point, I, I still he think, won't leave. I, I think yeah. at this point with Klingberg. I think he's just like I don't want to pay attention to it right now. Let's just talk about it at the end of the season. That's if he if he gets sure. a Klingberg, if he gets a contract, right from the stars. Um, I don't think they agree on how much he should make right now. And, but and like we'll what we were saying, it's going to come down to well, it was it was going to come down to this month because yeah. this was all the Central Division teams. It was like ten in a row against Central Division teams, and now it's only been what three. Yeah. <laughs> we're still going to have a lot though in the these next yeah, two for weeks. over the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, and it's still going to be really poor. But anyway, if we get to the trade deadline and we are for sure out, it I think it's very likely Klingberg is gone and he's going to get traded. If we are on the bubble, he might stay. And we I think it's likely we write out his contract and just get nothing. So that's well, what it's going to come down and, to. And I mean, Harley is supposed to take that spot, but is, is Harley ready for that kind of thing? I think Harley's ready. He's good enough to be in the NHL, but if you lose someone like Klingberg, you're losing a lot of oh, yeah, a lot of offense, a lot, a lot of experience. experience. Yeah. It, I mean, and I, I know it's we a huge hole that Harley doesn't fill on his own. He he, yeah, he can sure. play in the NHL, but he's not going to be a John Klingberg. Yeah, well, at least not yet. I, I agree with you. I mean, Klingberg kind of exploded on the scene. Harley hasn't really done that. He just kind of sort of eased his way in, and he is a first. He is a first round pick, unlike Klingberg. Klingberg was a fifth, so. Klingberg kind of had to fight his way up into the NHL, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe he'll be ready. Maybe he'll be ready. And then, and I mean, it's just a matter of, well, and, and that, that, that was my next point too, is if Klingberg's gone, then we're in rebuild. So if we don't yeah. resign Klingberg, if we don't resign Pavelski, if we don't resign Radulov, right. We are going, I think Radulov has gone no matter what. Anyway, I, I, I think so too, but just that's what I'm thinking about, about contracts expiring. 
So if all three of those guys are gone and we don't sign replacements for them that are like up to caliber Which, honestly, for them, I hope we don't. Uh, yeah, if let we lose the young all guys three, play. I mean, you, we, we, we just three, talked about I this. Hope we don't let the young guys play. We have some young guys that have looked a little promising at, with very and, little time. That and lots have. in other leagues that are playing great. Yeah, I mean, uh, Josh Sanders on our Facebook mm-hmm. group, he's been talking. We have like six guys in their junior leagues that are point per game or higher, yeah. and like that's where. That's where we got Peterson from too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he came straight from straight from juniors straight into camp and jumped on. So, yep. yeah, I definitely think it. If those guys are gone, it's time to stop signing old people and depth players and let our young guys be depth players. And that could be fun to watch. Maybe that's what people watch whenever their team sucks, as yeah. they are excited by the new guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm on my phone here, but we just got a notification from the NHL. Uh, apparently, uh, and and that's breaking news. Breaking news live during the podcast. The NHL will not be returning on the twenty seventh, so they will be returning the day after on the twenty eighth. So that means that one day is going to stop the COVID. Right, we did it. We did it. We did it. So we did it. So the game against the National Predators will not be held, and that will be postponed. I would assume. <laughs> into the Olympic break, right? So, so the NHL season will be paused by another day, which sucks. One day, why would really? I mean, I, I guess because they want to get another extra day of practice in. If that's the because they're going to return on the twenty sixth yeah, and I, then go to the twenty seventh. That might be true. It, but it, no, I, this is straight like from that. NHL public relations. Uh, public read relations. It, read it. Read the, read the thing. Yeah, read okay. The, read All right, the well, here's the whole thing. The National Hockey League announced today that its regular season schedule will not resume prior to December twenty eighth. The league had planned to resume its schedule on 20, December 27th, but in order to allow the league an adequate opportunity to analyze league-wide testing results and to assess clubs' readiness to play, the target date for resumption of gameplay will be pushed back an additional day. Teams will return to practice on the 26th, and it is expected that the league will provide an update on its return to play plans by the end of the day on Sunday. So we don't. So basically, what that tells me is that they don't even know if they're gonna yeah, start the day after. That doesn't sound like practice. That sounds like we don't know if our team are gonna be healthy. Yeah. And I think that's because they just told everybody just go home, and they're not doing testing, so they don't know who has COVID right now. I guess that's true, man. So I, I think that's what really what it's gonna what it is. They're like, okay, we can't figure everything out in a day. <laughs> so well, and and you know, this is interesting now that we're talking about COVID and that that announcement a lot of teams have dealt with COVID issues and everything. But one thing we haven't talked about is that the fact that the stars have had one player all season beyond COVID protocol. And that's Yanni. That was a positive. Well, now it's Yanni Hakapa is back on the COVID protocol list again oh, he is? for the second time. Yes. Because it was the first time, right? So anyways, so the, the stars haven't really been affected by COVID this year, despite the fact that last season they couldn't even get out of start the season without COVID. They all got COVID. They all got COVID yeah. and have the vaccine now, which according to stuff I read, I'm not a doctor. Don't listen to me. Uh, is like the best immunity. I don't know. <laughs> For symptoms, at least that's true. Yeah. So, but, and that's one thing that I think we need to start talking about. The NFL thing where they don't test players who aren't symptomatic and are vaccinated. That would be nice if this that has to start happening. Because like, again, other stuff I've read, I'm not a doctor. You can't transmit it unless you have <laughs> symptoms. I don't know if that's true because all in the beginning of the pandemic, we heard, oh, we can be transferred asymptomatically, but well, nobody well, knows what's going on. Yeah, nobody don't does. Don't go out and kiss random people. Don't kiss yeah, people. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no kissing girlfriends. 
kiss you around one. <laughs> I'll kiss you right now. You would like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would do actually. Okay. okay. Um. Anyways. Um. Let's. We got one more question. All right. Um. And that question is, what would the stars have looked like if we had not traded Jerome Ginla to the Calgary Flames in return for Joe Newendike in 1995? Uh, I think we would not have won the cup. Really? Probably. Because Newendike was like, he was top five pretty much every season he was on the stars, at least, in points. I think during the cup run, he was top three. He was literally uh, the stars' best forward in the playoffs in 99. Yeah, so... And I know yeah, that... we'd be better right now because we'd have Jerome Ginla, and that'd be sweet, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's retired now, but we would have been good for longer with him. And he is in the Hall of Fame and everything like that, but he never won a Stanley Cup. Nope, he didn't. It sucks for him. So there you go. And, and you know, and a lot of people Stanley for Stanley a lot of a lot of people forget the fact that you know the Stars were the ones that actually drafted uh, Jerome McGinley. And I I don't even think they got him at first. I think they got him at like uh, eighth, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, something like that. The lower single digit. Or, well, the higher single that seems to be where our best drafting is, anyways. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, anyways, y'all want to get into the Who Cares segment? <laughs> James, what is our? Who I'm gonna, segment? I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce it, but I have, I will have no part in this because I think what? this is the dumbest. No, thing. You, you have, have to. to do. You I'm have not, to do. at least have a top one. Even, I don't, I don't even have one. Google it yeah, right Google, now. Google and go James, introduce it. Google corn chips right now. Okay. <laughs> you just ruined it. James, go. So the Who Cares segment is your favorite type of corn chip. So stupid. Our categories is it can be seasoned, but it can't be flavored. So, re- so Ritos, that's flavored. These are nacho cheese flavored. But there are other seasoned kind. You know, they got the lime ones. They got the the taco seasoning ones. Which technically, they're seasoned, mm-hmm. not flavored. That's so stupid. So it's true. This is stupid. You want to do yours first? So, so I really only have two. Okay, right? okay, then I'll do mine first because I I got I got all three. Okay, so let me look for another one. Um. Uh, so oh, gotta pull my notes up here. Okay, number three, best corn chips. H E B brand Texas shaped corn chips. <laughs> H E B. They're shaped like Texas. That's awesome. They. <laughs> Got a Panhandle, they got El Paso, they got Brownsville, they got Texarkana, all of it. All of them look like Texas. Oh my That's goodness. Awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh if you're having goodness. a Texas Pendants Day party, like you're rocking it with that. And then you get some salsa in the middle. That is fire. And don't you dare crap on H E B brand stuff. H E B brand stuff schmacks. It's very good. There are some stuff that is better, so it's only number three, but those are great. And they're shaped like Texas. Can't ask for more. Somebody else, number three. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of just do like a like a basic one. Okay, for do my basic number one. three. So my number three is the um, Santi Santitas 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 <laughs> the basic white ones because those are those are the ones that we would get just growing oh, up. Goodness, guys. Like that's that's what we would have laying around the house. Yep. So nostalgia factor. Ryan, number three. Can I say great value? Yes, yes. Terrible choice. <laughs> that is the worst. That is the worst for, pick I've ever heard in my life. If for for our UK friends. What shape are they? Triangular. <laughs> okay, at least they're trying. Because I want to make this point. 
The rounds are terrible. Oh no, you're gonna hate me. The round potato <laughs> chips. I'm a, I was about to. The round this. corn chips nice. are the worst. <laughs> How do you dip that? You get like a you massive. That's thing. why it's called a scoop. No, no not, I'm not, not talking about the, the scoops, the on, round Ryan. ones. You're not uh, even li- you don't even know you your don't corn even, chips. You don't even know your shapes, bro. Uh, hey, this wasn't my a choice. This is, is y'all's choice. A round okay? is a round. This is y'all's ridiculous. choice. Like, if you get the big rounds, they don't even fit in the jar of Pese. Oh, no, the and then if you get the bite-sized like, ones, you like, you know, yeah, you, you break it. There's not a round. That's a triangle. You made a triangle. Congrats. Just buy the triangle. It's a semicircle. No, you bring in four. And even worse than the big rounds is the bite-sized ones. Every time you dip the bite size, okay, first of all, they're too small. You're really going to hate me. That is a teeny tiny, <laughs> I know you're going to pick the Tostitos bite size rounds. They're the worst. You dip them in, and normally I have to go with three because that's a full bite. Like, I'm not a child. I, I don't eat tiny little morsels. I do. But you go in with three, <laughs> and your fingers get all the salsa on them because they're too small. Wait, maybe you're just messy. No. You're just I'm a messy a eater. person. You're just They're too mess- small. Before, is it like your number two size. or is it your number one? You're really going to hate me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're number two. What's no. your, you, no. No, what was your number? It's fine. My number two is on the border, Cantina Thin and Crispy. They're great. They're thin. They're crispy. You can snap them with your tongue onto the roof of your mouth. They are great. That's random. And you, you got to make sure you have a, a good salsa. So if you're getting these, these are for gourmet salsas. So you can't use Pese on these because if you try and scoop a whole great chunk value? of onion, no, no great value. Pese <laughs> and great value are basically the same. If you try and scoop a whole chunk of onion with the with the thin and crispy, it's gone. The chip is broken. That's true. But if you get a nice smooth one, uh, Mateo's Gourmet Salsa. Highest quality. Lots of garlic. Lots of yams. Very smooth. I just try to do like, have another Who's Care segment it going. Is, yeah. <laughs> so, it is. So I actually thought about just, that. It is great. Mateo's with thin and crispy. All right, number two. Okay, my number two are Tostino's, uh, the scoop ones, because they're cool. I don't really have a reason. They're kind of cool. They they break really easy, so you don't eat them with, like, guac or, like, I'll accept the scoops because of seven-layer dip, and that is it. Okay, all right, my number two. uh, Can I actually say one that I hate? Yeah, I mean, I... Fritos. Yeah, he's already done that, so... (laughs) I hate Fritos. I can't stand Fritos. They're not great. The only time... like good okay great okay but that's no, no, it. See, no that's <laughs> the point no no that's the point like with with frito chips they only go good when there's something else with them that's so like true. so like a frito pie frito that's great that's yeah. that's great I love frito pie. that's great i love i love frito pie i love frito pie bro it's so good i want frito pie now but but like it, it just like eating it straight out of the bag like you know those doritos if it was like a bag of fritos yeah, i it's really i hard to do i would rather not eat the fritos yeah than eat something I would. I mean, and I just do it without water. I think you die. Oh yeah, you really do. <laughs> yeah, like a bag this size. I've done that just original to myself before. With no water, you're dead. Yep. Yeah, that's true. In an hour. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Maybe two. Maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it an hour forty-five. All right, and I, I guess my number two. Uh, my number two is actually the on the border uh, triangle chips. I don't like. I don't like the, the round crispy. I don't even know what they're called. It just was just their original. Just their original. They have. I have no. I told you this was y'all's idea. I don't you know. We should. I mean, we told you about you it needed, before. We did tell you about it before the. You should have five minutes. You didn't re- tell us about the presence. I, I was doing. You okay, had time to research. Okay, that's and had time to okay research, guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. I'll, I'll Bad podcast host dislike this. <laughs> <laughs> For 
laziness. <laughs> because I didn't look up the corn chips. Yes. Yes. And it's not the fact that I looked at it, but I got pre, all the mailbag. This was a question, pre-planned for segment, and you didn't do your research on corn chips. No, I don't care about corn chips. I told you all that before we even started this. Okay, number one. I doesn't even care about corn chips. It's not your turn. Number one. <laughs> That's what I said. Number one, you. Go. My number one corn chip is James's number three. Santita's white bag <laughs> Let's go. corn chips. They are so They're the perfect combination. So the thin and crispy, too thin. Can't eat the pese with them. The white corn, they are still thin. They're rather crispy. They're a little more crunchy than crispy. But you dip them in pese, they so fully analytical. pick up everything. They're triangles, perfect shape. You can fit a whole one in your mouth if you're really going at it. It's wonderful. They're the best. They're better than the yellow. The yellow is a little too, it's I don't crunchy. know. It's they're crunchy. They're crunchier. They're not as crispy. They're not as and salty I think, there. Yeah, they don't have as much salt. I think they're like a little, like, a little sweeter. I don't, I don't think I like that as much. I don't think I like that in my corn. <laughs> sure that we can describe that. <laughs> it's important. Like, like we just that's got why that we turned into our heads. We told him to research and he didn't do it. Okay, my number one is Christian's least favorite ever. It's the Tostino's bite-sized circle chips. A terrible because, choice because you have to, to, Tostino's as one and two. Yeah, ridiculous. Well, num- number two is more like. It's just because it's a scoop. I mean, that's come ridiculous. On. <laughs> but so you could have in, so any kind of scoop chip would be fine. Yeah, number two. I mean, I mean, they help a lot. You can get a lot more. Dip. Are you are you gonna yell at him now too? I already, he already yelled, yelled at him. <laughs> oh, I <guess> <laughs> and, I, and I was making fun of him all time. Insubordinate and deplorable. Okay, Ryan, what's your number one? Your your number one is my number one. Let's go. So comes full circle. I'll give you that. I love those. No, James. I, and I don't even know what it is about those chips. I, I mean, I could eat those without. I just described it. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the thing is, I can eat them. Anymore. I can we eat them right with. Now. I can eat them with salsa. I can eat them without, can eat them without salsa. salsa. Yeah. Easy. Um, I don't know what it is about the wa- like when I eat it with guacamole. That's when it tastes the best. Is that weird? I eat with. I, I don't know. That, that was the talked about pese. with guacamole with cheese with salsa whatever you know oh, bean dip. You know, I'll everything. sprinkle cheese on the, it. The everything. The they're o- the all around. Well, That's why it's number no, one. They're the, the, the they're only the thing I, I that it just tastes a little weird on is when you just do like make it nachos. You're I don't wrong. know. You're wrong. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just they just taste weird with. Del and maybe it was just yeah. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Vita. That's not even real cheese. <laughs> that is queso. That is Texas queso, bro. How are you laughing about that? That's not Dislike real for cheese. him not liking Texas queso. <laughs> okay. All right. This well, segment was deplorable. Yeah, that was uh, that was only because was. of him. What? Only because of you. <laughs> no, you picked some. You didn't win. <laughs> yeah, but you, you didn't even this. pick anything. Yeah, you yeah. didn't really pick. You it. picked this segment. Yeah, you didn't even. You pick said anything. corn chip. I wanted to do you something else, and yeah. you were just like, "No, we're doing corn chips." We because, did trees. Because I'm we right. Did trees, right? Yeah. We couldn't do corn chips when we did trees. I guess that's true. Come on. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, guys. Uh. We gotta. We have to go to our our mom's party now. It starts here in about thirty minutes. Are you so sad about that. We yeah, cheese cheese uh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, maybe we, time, boys. We'll, 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 I'll take some pictures and uh, we'll put it up on the podcast, uh, Twitter, and stuff like that, go so y'all can see charcuterie. So, anyways, guys, uh, <laughs> thank you guys so. for tuning in to Sarcastic Remark Studios uh, for our Merry TV. Christmas uh, episode tonight. That's Chris. This is James. I'm Ryan. That's the Yule log. That's the Yule log, and it's still showing it's up. Still burning. Well, actually, you can see it a little bit better on screen now. You can kind of see it a little bit better. Oh, tan um, bomb. Anyways, 
Uh, I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but thank you again to uh, our sponsor, DraftKings, who sponsors not just this uh, this show, but also the entire Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you guys for uh, you know going and using their app when you can. Use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app. And Thanks that lets for the them... questions. Yeah, thank you for the questions, by the way, too, because that, that made this go by. And uh, allowed us to have a lot of fun with this long as well. Podcast, so, yeah, I think. it's crazy. Yeah, it was it's a it was just over just about an hour. I hope you so, have a long drive home. Yeah, stay exactly. safe. So, anyways, guys, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you'll have a merry Christmas, and we'll be back with you guys. I guess, I, I guess if Later. it's not Monday, yeah, whenever it's you. yeah, whenever the next game is, whenever that is, we'll see and, you when you see you. Yeah, yeah. What the hockey do? Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. <laughs>